Hey, good evening, West Houston Christian Center. Pastor Jack with you tonight. And uh, we're continuing our study on 10 reasons why every believer should pray in other tongues. And uh, I know that there are 10, and I have endeavored to get through them as fast as I can. But uh, we're just taking them one by one. We're not in a hurry. Uh, I think it's important for us as a believer to understand that praying in tongues is one of the most powerful things that we can do. It truly is supernatural uh, at its very core. Uh, I had the opportunity uh, the last couple of days to take a golf team and participate in the state golf tournament. And uh, I saw all levels of people playing golf during this tournament. And what I noticed was that the ones that won the tournament were the ones that were the most proficient in every area of their game. There were some boys that could drive the ball really well. Uh, there were some girls that could drive the ball really well, but they struggled around the greens. There were some that could putt really well, but they couldn't hit the fairway if they tried. There were some that were really good with their pitch shots and their approach shots, but yet they had a hard time reading the greens or understanding where the ball was even going. But the one that won the tournament, uh, the young man that won it, that actually uh, shot a 69 the last day, uh, he was proficient in every area of the game. And uh, I think sometimes when we exclude the Holy Spirit, we are limiting ourselves from being proficient in every area of our game. Uh, I can be really, really good uh, with love. I can be really, really good with the word of knowledge. I can be really, really good in certain areas of walking in the things of God. But when I am praying in tongues, in other tongues specifically, um, it is helping me become more proficient in every area of the game. And that's why it's so vital for us as a believer to pray in tongues really in every area of our life. It is something that goes with me all day, every day. I don't leave it at home and then come home and pick it up. Uh, I don't leave it at the office. I don't stash it in my locker. It's something the Holy Spirit, and that's what's so cool about it, is that he's with me. He's my comforter. He's with me every single day. And the minute that I begin to pray in other tongues, I am doing something supernatural. Now, it takes a little bit like anything does for it to become um, effective in my life or I can't just pray in tongues over something for two minutes and think, well, OK, I took care of that. Maybe sometimes that is the answer. There are times when you might have to pray hours in the Holy Spirit over something. And, but really um, what we're doing is we're trying to get out of our own heads and get into the mind of God. And that's why tongues is so vital and so important for us. I hope that analogy made sense to you. I want to be proficient in every area of my spiritual walk and praying in other tongues. It is one of the factors um, as to whether I um, win, lose, fail, succeed. It's did I spend time praying in other tongues over that situation? So we're going to continue. I'm not going to recap all of what we've already talked about. I'm just going to name them individually of the 10 reasons why we should all pray in tongues. You know, our our foundational scripture is 1 Corinthians 14, 18. And this was Brother Paul. And uh, he so eloquently says, and I like reading this out of the Amplified, I thank God that I speak in strange tongues languages more than any of you or all of you put together. 
Praying in other tongues was so important to Paul. It's what made him proficient in his ministry. It was the pad. It was the foundation for everything that he did. You know, Paul had such a revelation. You know, he wrote about the gifts of the Spirit. He had such a revelation, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, about walking in love. But I guarantee you the foundation for everything that Paul wrote was praying in other tongues. I know that, yes, when him and Silas were in that prison and midnight came and they began to worship and praise God, that that cell uh, broke open and and they uh, were freed. I guarantee you that part of that singing and praising God was done in the spirit. It is a supernatural thing that has the ability to transport us uh, from where we are to where we want to be. Amen. Praying in other tongues is so important in uh, the life of a believer. Amen. So the number one reason we said that praying in tongues is important for a believer is that it is the initial sign. And without going back and re-preaching all these, how do I know I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit? I have the evidence of praying in other tongues. How did the Jews know that uh, the Holy Spirit had fallen on the Gentiles? What was the evidence they looked for? Uh, the Gentiles all began speaking and praying in other tongues. And that's when they said, yeah, they got it. So, number one, it is the initial sign of the indwelling of the presence of God. Number two, it's for spiritual edification. As we said before, praying in other tongues, it's like the rebarb and concrete. It helps strengthen me eternally for all that I'm about to do and all that I'm going through. It's a supernatural strength that edifies me and builds me up. I've never prayed in tongues for an extended period of time and come out feeling worse. I've always felt better. Amen. Number three, tongues reminds us of the Spirit's indwelling presence. And uh, I think this is where we talked, uh, we talked about last week was that that indwelling presence, when I am praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit is inside of me, and I become much more God-inside-minded. Um, I, am, I am not alone. Uh, as I am praying in other tongues, praying in the Spirit, it helps solidify and bring a focus that, yes, the Holy Spirit is living and dwelling inside of me. And I encourage you, I said this last week, that as you're praying in other tongues, Try and locate within your spirit where that's coming out from. Amen. It's not coming from my head. It's coming from deep within inside of me, and that's where your spirit is. And so when I begin to pray in other tongues, it's helping me locate where in me my spirit lays. And so it's a good exercise for me to do that. Praying in other tongues, you know, and we're going to get into some more of the reasons today, but it really lets me know I'm never alone. You know, praying in other tongues reminds me that God's living inside me. And if I know that God's living inside me, that's going to help dictate how I speak to people, how I act, what I do when no one's around. See, really, none of us are ever really alone. Uh, when we think we're alone, we're never alone. The Holy Spirit's always with us. And when we're feeling lonely or depressed or, or whatever we can be, just remember you're not alone. When you begin to pray in other tongues, it is a strong deterrent against depression and anxiety and things like that because what the devil wants to do is isolate us and make us think, oh, we're all alone. No one loves me. No one cares about me. No one's called to check on me. All these crazy things that the devil tries to do. But when I begin to pray in other tongues, God himself is reminding me, you're not alone. Amen. Such a powerful thing. So today, 
we're going to move into really one of my favorite um, reasons why every believer should pray in tongues. Amen. And uh, let's look at Romans 8.26. But the reason number four uh, of why tongues, why every believer should pray in tongues, reason number four, tongues will keep our prayers in line with God's will. Tongues will keep our prayers in line with God's will. Romans 8.26 Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, let me just take a quick side note right there. Uh, it gives us groanings which cannot be uttered. I want you to remember that when Jesus was going to Lazarus' tomb, Lazarus had already been in the grave. He'd already been there for days. Jesus was going. He told his disciples. He said, Lazarus, he only sleeps. And the disciples were like, great, no problem. But Jesus knew that he was dead. But it says, as Jesus was going, that he had groanings with inside of him. That it's an inarticulate speech. He was, there was something moving as Jesus was going towards Lazarus' grave. Could we say that potentially, maybe Jesus was praying in other tongues on the way to raise Lazarus from the dead? I don't know. Those words are the same, both uh, that Paul used and both that give the account of what Jesus did when he went and raised Lazarus from the dead. It said he was groaning on the inside of him. When we're praying in other tongues, we can get to a place of intercession where there are groanings that come out of us. It is coming from such a depth with inside of us. And really, it's really a depth that's inside the spirit of God that we're connecting to. You know, God's deepest cry is for his children. Amen. God's deepest cry is to be reunited with the with the people. You know, when he made Adam and Eve, he wanted a family and God's deepest intercession. His deepest cry is for his child. Me as a father, when I recognize that maybe one of my children has strayed, there's a deep call with inside of me, a groaning inside of me for the return of that son. If you go back and you look at the prodigal son, you'll notice that when the son finally returned, that father was looking for him before he even came back. That father was groaning. He was longing for a son. Even though his son had messed up, even though his son had taken his portion and squandered all of his fortune, that father, because he loves the son, was groaning and waiting, anticipating for that son to come home. Amen. When we pray in others' tongues, we get into that praying out and praying into some of the deep things of God. Amen. So, speaking in tongues keeps selfishness out of my prayers. When we pray in tongues, it is our spirit praying by the Holy Spirit within us. It is the Holy Spirit within me giving me the utterance. And I can speak it out of my own spirit. I wrote it down like this. You do the talking. He gives you the utterance. It's how we pray the will of God. I think the, the key thing that we can take out of this reason why it's important for every believer to pray in other tongues is it takes all the selfishness out of my prayer. Uh, as a pastor, I've uh, been in full-time ministry for 25, 26 years now. And when people come up and tell me, Pastor or Jack, man, I've been praying for you. 
sometimes it doesn't make me feel very comfortable because you're wondering, well, what are you praying for me? Um, are you praying that I would change something that's going to benefit you? Are you praying that I'll do something? Are you praying? You see what I'm saying? Sometimes when people say I'm praying for you, they're sometimes praying their will on you or what they want you to do. But when someone says, hey, I'm praying for you in the spirit, man, I get excited. Because when you pray in other tongues for somebody or over somebody, you are taking all the selfishness out of your prayer. Uh, I begin to pray in tongues over people. And all of a sudden, because I'm not 100% in my natural mind understanding the words coming out, they're more, therefore I cannot mix my own selfish desires in the midst of that prayer. Amen? I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break right here. We're going to come back and we're going to get right back into the Word. We'll see you in a minute. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we're just continuing our study on why it's important for every believer to pray in other tongues. And we're talking about this one, and I believe this is number four, on if you're keeping track. And as we said, speaking in tongues keeps selfishness out of my prayers. Amen. Tongues gets me out of thinking of just about myself. And uh, I, I, I know that that can sound harsh sometimes, but I know I am just as guilty as anybody else. You know, if I go into a situation and I think I know the situation, I'll begin to pray out of my own understanding and out of my own will for that situation. And in reality, when I pray in other tongues, first and foremost, it takes the emphasis off of me and puts it on the person that I'm praying for. It totally takes me out of the scenario. And uh, this is really, really important, especially when we're praying for people that we're the most familiar with. See, I can spend an enormous amount of time for with my wife, which I do. Love my wife, Michelle. She's amazing. Uh, I can go off of what I just see in my own understanding and try and pray for her. And you know what? Because I know her and I love her and we communicate, I can probably, you know, knock off a big chunk. But you know what? When I pray in the spirit over Michelle, when I take quality time and I just pray in other tongues over her, I'm now not just praying out of my what I know or what I even selfishly might even want. Now I'm praying God's perfect will for her life. And you know what? It will open up so many other doors. You know, we're going to get into another reason of why we should pray in the Holy Spirit. But praying in the Holy Spirit, it opens up things that I don't know of, things that I've never even thought of. I mean, when I'm praying in the Holy Spirit over somebody, and I, I encourage you to do this because I've kind of challenged the body at West Houston Christian Center to do this also. But to take time, uh, you know, we are fasting one meal every week and taking that time and spending it in prayer. I encourage everyone, as you are praying that hour, to pray in other tongues for that hour and to keep a little journal or a notebook and then ask God for the interpretation of what you just prayed. Now, it is good to have a focus when I am praying in other tongues. There are times when I'm just worshiping God and I'm praying in other tongues and my focus is on Him. But just know that because we have a natural mind, I can pray in tongues and be thinking about going shopping in a few minutes also. Because I'm doing it one out of my mind and one out of my spirit. 
it's important to have a focus when you're praying in other tongues. Amen. I don't just throw stuff up against the wall and see what sticks. If I am praying, if I'm praying over the church, then man, I'm praying over the church. Uh, if I'm praying over my children, then Lord, I'm getting a picture of that child in my head and I am praying in other tongues over that child or over that person or over that situation. Listen to me. None of us knows the full situation, the full story of anybody or what they're going through. We might think that we know. Even sometimes when people are going through things, they don't have an understanding of really what's attacking them. And we can go into prayer and we can go to war thinking that we're hitting this one thing. But in reality, it could be this other thing that's completely hidden and completely out of anybody's thought or mind that the that, that's causing the situation. When I begin to pray in other tongues over that person, now I am praying God's perfect will over every part of that situation. I'm not just praying out of my limited understanding. It is so important for us, you know, to get our minds off of ourselves. It's so important for us not to spend our prayer lives just praying for ourselves. Yes, there is a time and a place for that. But I will say, when you spend quality time praying in tongues over other people, it will bring you joy. Because the less we think about ourselves, the better we are. The more I think about myself, the, the, the more sad I'm going to be, the more depressed I'm going to be. When, you know, there's, there's a connection between tongues and thanksgiving. When I am praying in tongues, it's almost as if there's a part of it that's thanks, thanking God for what he's already done. It's really the highest level of faith is thanksgiving. And when I'm praying in, uh, in other tongues over people, it's like I am celebrating. I am thanking God. I am praying God's perfect will. And there's an element of thanksgiving in that. And it's hard for me to be thankful and depressed at the same time. So when I am praying for other tongues over people, I'm getting out of my own mind, praying in the spirit and interceding and praying and supplicating for someone who needs it. Amen. That's so powerful to remember. Let's move on. Uh, praying in uh, tongues stimulates faith. And this is our fifth reason why every believer should pray in tongues. Praying in tongues stimulates faith. And we all know this famous verse in Jude 20. And it says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. It helps me trust God more fully. Um, just praying in other tongues. Remember what I said at the opening of the broadcast. Praying in other tongues is a supernatural thing, and it is God, it is the Holy Spirit inside of us that's giving me utterance. And so when I begin to pray in other tongues, it helps me build faith in other areas to know, hey, if it's working in this area of my life, if, if I'm using my faith right now to pray in other tongues, which I am, then can I help use my faith when it comes to healing? Can it help build my faith when it comes to prosperity? Can it help build my faith when it comes to healing my marriage or, or praying over my children? Absolutely. Now, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So just praying in tongues is not the same as just developing your own personal faith. It is something that goes along with it that helps build my faith along with what I'm... The faith comes by the word. 
And if you have a specific situation, you have to go to the Word of God. You have to find that scripture that pertains to what you're believing for. You have to stand on that Word. And now praying in tongues along with standing on that scripture will help build you up in faith. They go hand in hand. Uh, I've asked that question before in Jude 20. Well, if all i got to do is pray in other tongues to have faith, then what's all this faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God? You know, why, why is it so important then for me to know all these faith scriptures? You know, Jesus said in, in Mark chapter 11, have the God kind of faith for whomsoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. What part does praying in tongues have to do with that? That has to do with dealing with the doubt in our heart. When I am praying in other tongues, it is helping eradicate the doubt in my heart because what I'm doing is a supernatural thing. Now, I am speaking to that mountain in the name of Jesus. And praying in other tongues is helping me. It's it's teaming up with the word inside of me to eradicate the unbelief that I'm dealing with. I don't want to have doubt in my heart. I can have doubt in my head and faith in my heart and still get what I'm believing for. But if I have doubt in my heart, because that's where faith comes from, that's how faith works, then praying in other tongues, because I'm already doing a supernatural thing, will help build me up in faith in that area. I hope that makes sense. So it is very, very important that I couple my faith walk with praying in other tongues. They go hand in hand. The Holy Spirit supernaturally directs the words that I speak. Like I said before, faith must be exercised to speak with other tongues. Uh, you cannot speak in tongues without having faith. You cannot put a demand upon that the gift that's inside of us unless we do it by faith. And listen to me, as we are moving forward into this study and we get into the gifts of the Spirit, when we begin to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, healings, miracles, all these wonderful things, these are all accessed by faith. And I think that's why it's so important for us. That's why faith or tongues is the initial evidence of the indwelling because we start there. If I will start developing my faith when it comes to my own personal prayer life, my own prayer language, then it's easier for me to exercise when I get a word of wisdom for somebody, when I get a word of knowledge for somebody, when the gift of faith, you know, comes into action. Um, all those things... They all work together, but they're all, you know, everything that connects us um, in the natural to the supernatural is faith. Faith opens the door to the supernatural. Faith brings what I can't see into the realm where I can see. It's a supernatural thing. And so that's why it's so important for us when I am praying in tongues, I want to pray in faith. I am believing God that whatever it is that I'm praying for in the spirit, that I have it or that situation is being changed in the name of Jesus. You know, someone, and I just use this analogy, but this is just coming to me. If someone calls and says, hey, I have cancer. Well, then I immediately want to go and I want to start attacking that thing, cancer in the name of Jesus. But when I begin to pray in other tongues, as I said before, it's going to show me cancer might not be the root of what they're dealing with. 
And when I pray in other tongues, it's going to shine a light as to what this really is. Cancer is only a symptom of something else that's going on inside of me. It could have come from an offense. It could have come from bitterness. It could have come from offense. There's no telling where that is. The cancer is just manifesting because like a tree, when it gets so full of sap, it produces fruit. When we get so full of ungodly things and unclean things, it pushes itself out also. And most of the time it comes out in the form of disease. And so when I'm praying in other tongues over somebody, um, I am exercising my faith that I am praying God's perfect will over that situation. Uh, yes, in the name of Jesus, we know that cancer has to bow its knee. Yes, we know in the name of Jesus that we're praying for healing and deliverance. But most importantly, I want to pray the root of what's going on. And the only way I can do that is to do it by faith. I have to believe that I receive the answer of what I'm praying. I don't know what the next word will be, but I have to trust God for that. Every time I pray in other tongues, I have to believe him for the next word that's about to come out of my mouth. It's not coming out of my head where I'm putting together a sentence. It's coming out of my spirit, and I have to believe God for the very next word. Praying in tongues keeps us or helps us to learn how to trust God more fully. Praying in tongues, like I said, is just a great doorway or gateway in learning how to trust God. The more I pray in the spirit, the less I think in the natural about that situation. And like I said before, you don't want to pray your will over somebody, but we want to pray God's perfect will over us. Amen. Well, I'm going to stop there before we get into number six. But hey, we made some progress today. Uh, we don't ever want to end a broadcast without giving you the opportunity of not joining a church or a cult or or anything like that at all. But God, the God of heaven, longs to have a relationship with you. As I said before, he created Adam and Eve uh, not so that he could control them, not so that he could torment them, uh, not so that he had something to play with. God created Adam and Eve because God wants a family and the heart of God has never changed you know God's family today is the body the body of Christ and that's um, encompassed in his church amen and so if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior the book of Romans is very very clear it says that if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and when I say the Lord Jesus I'm saying Jesus I surrender Everything. I have been the Lord over my life and I have made a mess. Uh, you know, some of the richest people in the world are some of the most unhappy people. Why is that? Because even though they have money, even though they have power, um, they still uh, are disappointed because there's nothing inherent in those things that can bring us true peace and true joy. And so I just want to encourage you at Romans chapter 8, confess that Jesus is Lord and believe, and this is what it all hinges on, that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says that you'll be saved. And well, pastor, what am I going to be saved from? Um, death, uh, eternity in hell, sickness, illness, poverty, lack, depression, anxiety, all those things uh, you will be saved from because now... Uh, you're going to be set up for what the Bible calls eternal life, the Zoe, the God kind of life. So just pray this prayer with me. Just say, Dear Jesus, I humbly ask for you to come into my heart, to be my Lord 
and to be my Savior. Lord, I surrender my Lordship to you. And God, I ask you to heal me. I ask you to deliver me. I ask you, Father, to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that, God, that you sent Jesus into this earth and that uh, after he died on the cross and was in hell for three days, that you rose him from the dead. I believe that Jesus is alive and well today and moving across this earth. And I ask you, Lord, to fill me with your precious spirit. Guide me and lead me to a good church so that I can be disciple, Lord. Connect me to your family. But Jesus, be my best friend. I welcome you and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hey, if you've never said that prayer before or if you've rededicated your life to the Lord, we would love to be a part of your discipleship process. We here at West Houston Christian Center, we're not all perfect, but we're endeavoring to follow the Word of God. We're endeavoring to follow the Spirit of God. Um, we are, one of our strengths is discipleship. And well, do you offer discipleship classes? You know, every Sunday, what I just did was a discipleship class. And so everything that we do is about discipleship and helping you get trained uh, to live, not to wait to get to heaven to prosper, but God wants you to prosper in the earth, body, soul, and spirit. We love you, Pastors Jack and Michelle. We love you very, very much. Hopefully, Brother Steve will be back with us next week. Jesus is Lord. <laughs>